What's up, everybody? Uh, you know, this is uh, hopefully going to be the first time in a long time that we have not had any, that we don't have any streaming issues. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. We are back on Facebook Live, uh, even though Facebook was down. Yeah, you know, there was just a little bit of me that really kind of enjoyed Facebook being down. I got on Twitter way more than I normally Ooh. would. And I um, got a lot of work done when it was down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I was really productive. <laughs> I didn't get on any other social. Like, I'm, I have TikTok, and you know, like that's more just like to kill time. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't run to another social platform. Um, I just, I got a lot more work done, and which is nice. It was, it was yeah. good. And there was a little part of me that kind of hoped that maybe it would stay down longer tonight even to tonight even through tonight <laughs> so that we could just stay home but but i'm glad we're here because you know i kind of thought we wouldn't have much to talk about this week. right i was worried too and then it never works out that way because it's only there's always so much stuff happening like always the level. Yeah. there there is drama always you know and uh we exist uh solely to bring <laughs> The drama to you guys. Um, I don't know if that's a no. Like I don't think that's no. It's definitely not what we exist for. I think there's people that say that. Though. Oh yes. Well, I mean, just to confirm their, uh, you know, bias into our show. What we really exist for is to shine a light on the things that your local government does, so that you are aware. Uh, whether that's uh, hey, they're uh, you know, actually fixing some potholes, mm -hmm. uh, or they're trying to. Uh, you know, create a sanctuary city for abortion. Um, yeah, there's lots yeah. of stuff that's actually like, in, you know, sometimes things happen and then everybody responds after it's already done. But right. we have quite a bit coming up. And part of what I love about the local level of politics is that it's so much easier to influence yes. as an individual that to have input and have power in that process and say like, wait, this is what I want for my community. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff coming up this week that people have um, an opportunity to influence. Yes, and yeah, so it's so much easier for you as an individual, as a as a viewer, or those of you listening to the podcast. Like it's it's easier for you to make a phone call and speak directly, or send an email and speak directly to, and not to someone's staff member, or that you send uh, an email and get a blanket response that they send to ten thousand other people who send an email. Like you can you can reach out to your individual representative in your state and in your local city or county government and you have influence as a citizen over them and the more of us who communicate to them are wants and desires because i'll tell you this the people who have vested interest are letting those people know uh yeah and, the good old boy system yes. they definitely mm -hmm. are making sure that their voice is heard yes. and so um making sure that regular folks know what's going on so they can make their voice heard as yes. well i think is really yeah. important and one of the things we're going to start with this week is the school board, yeah. the Russellville School Board. Um, if you remember, they had a board member resign. Yes. Um, Jeff Carter resigned, and I don't really know any reasons behind why that may have been, but he did. And so the board then is tasked with replacing him and appointing an interim uh, school board member to complete his term. Yes. Um, which will be... For them, it'll be, you know, the re redistricting will kind of abbreviate their terms and have them running again soon. So, 
Um, there have been, from what I understand, there have been four applicants to fill that position. Mm -hmm. um, and they are... I've got the list right here. You do? Okay. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Street, Dawn Jackamore, Athena Davis, and Margie Smith. And so, I mean, I don't know everybody on that list, but the ones I do know are, are great mm -hmm. um, potential would, board members. And so... Same. The people that I recognize on that list, I would agree, would, would be... Uh, great um, people to fill that position. So yeah. yeah. So my understanding is the board um, right now. You know the the school administration has to confirm that all those people live in that that zone, and then um, the board will meet to make that decision. So if you have strong feelings about one of those four um, people as the next interim board member who's going to be very involved in um, selecting a new superintendent for the school district. The, I would recommend reaching out to your uh, school board member and letting them know your opinion on that. If you um, feel a, a, one of those four people would be the best fit. Um, again, that was Elizabeth Street, Don Jackamore, Athena Davis, and Margie Smith. So, and also, man, thanks to them for like yes, stepping their up. Name out there yeah. and, and being willing to do it. Because, yeah. I mean, from what I'd heard, it was not, you know, there were well, people beating down the door, but I'm glad we ended up with four, four good people to choose from. You know, um, I'm just going to say, if they make decisions based upon what the community as a whole, which is how it should work, uh, feel is, is good, like that's why you elect an official, is because you, you trust them to make decisions that, that you yourself might even make in the same situation. Uh, and so uh, instead of having some agenda, uh, then I don't think they'll have any problems. Like that's the whole point of the reason that it's hard to find a school board member right now is because they've made dumb decisions as a group. And there were some who didn't, who were opposed to that decision. Uh, and I, I think these folks will do fine. Uh, as long as their mantra is like any politician should be to uh, follow what yeah. their community be a wants. Public yeah. Servant. And, yeah. <laughs> crazy it's do, like built into the title let's do the most amount of good for the most amount of people you know yes it okay like oh well you know, know. <laughs> um, we are bleeding heart liberals so um, <laughs> they're just gonna say everything's social right? well that's yeah. what i've started doing it's just everything is socialism. Um, so, all of it so there's also something aside from like a change in the board uh, upcoming um and then the, hopefully ch the choosing of a superintendent the uh the current situation with covid <laughs> at rsd uh is you know the cases have gone down but we're also seeing we're still seeing cases uh but they have kind of flatlined and for some reason today the Russellville school district decided to post um that they were going to try out a new program. And this was not, to my knowledge, brought up in a previous school board meeting. Uh, there was no information regarding this program until today uh, or any public knowledge that this was something that was even going to be started. And, and many employees uh, that work for the school district had no knowledge of this program. I would say most of them. Uh, and this program is called the Test to Stay program. Uh, where they will be administering COVID tests and the rapid, uh, the Binax now tests 
to students at school 12 and up? Um, well, for students who have been um, exposed to someone with a known case of COVID, yes. with a, you know, a positive exposure. You can come to school, get a test at the school in the nurse's office, and if you test negative, you have to wear a mask during school hours for the for a week, and then you're going to be tested on day one, day three, and day five. And that's all if, Throughout if, those if seven a days. parent consents. The parents have to consent. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's not just like they're going to start testing people's kids without their consent. True that. True they that. do have to consent to it. Um, and if the student has positive, they have to, have go, to go have to go home and quarantine yeah. while they're um, you know going through the positive COVID case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have mixed feelings about this. This was something that Governor Hutchinson announced about a week ago in response to some schools discussing issues where they were having really high quarantine numbers with low positivity rates. Right, because um, they weren't getting enough test results. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and so so this was a new program that they're like kind of testing. Um, it's not really been run um, anywhere that I There's one find. other school district that is going to do the same in Springdale, mm-hmm. um, from to my knowledge. Uh, you know... Uh, here's here's the the frustration I have with it is not that we're going to do a program. The frustration I have with it is it seems very reactive, and and while I appreciate this about the Russellville School District is that they like to be on the front end of things. They like to be the first team school. They like to be the first to do things that are appropriate school like growth and education, you know, they want to win awards and they want to, they want you to feel confident uh, to sending your kids to a public school instead of going to a private school. That Dr. Gotcher used to say all the time, I'll put my math programs up against any private school math program. Uh, and, and so they, they want to stay competitive, but this is just seems like a reactionary kind of thing where it's like, we can do this. And I don't know how much I don't know how much planning was involved because I'm we're not in the administrative. It's not you know we're just here shit talking, but like, well, it couldn't have been more than a week, right? Like because nobody knew about it. Yeah. And so and what they're going to do is they're going to run this test to stay program until the next school board meeting, mm-hmm. so that they can then look at the findings and see statistics and see how well it went. Uh, and so, in my opinion, it's not necessarily a bad program, but if you're if your teachers are finding out when your parents are finding out, that's a problem, in my opinion. And your administrators, especially, if the administrators and the people that are going to administer this program are finding out on Facebook the same day, and it goes out, and it goes into effect tomorrow, and to, it's tomorrow, yeah, yeah. like so. there's like 24 hours notice, and it's going into effect. <laughs> Um, and so all the nurses yeah. be prepared. The, uh, yeah. And I mean, it's a, it's going to be a, um, not a cheap program right. to administer yeah. because you have to do all these tests. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know what our numbers are here locally on quarantine for Russellville. I've followed our school district. Yeah. Um, um, and I can look that you up know, so quick. you're, you could be looking at a pretty large number, but it's, um, it seems like the rollout could have been better. I'm not necessarily totally down on the program. I can see the benefit of wanting to have kids in school. You know, like I know my kids didn't do as well on virtual as they did in person. And, you know, 
there's, yeah. there's lots of valid reasons yes, to have kids in person learning. Is, yeah, or is, in person, yeah. but mm. but it is one of those things where we um, need to. Okay, so it looks like Russellville right now they have 28 positive cases and 88 in quarantine as of today. As of today, mm -hmm. so you know that's not really like what we were, what they were when Governor Hutchinson launched this. One of the schools that had come to him had like 800 kids in quarantine, right. and um, you know we're only coming out with. 50 or 60 yeah. case, positive cases. Yeah. Um, There's only around 200 positive cases in Polk County right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. So we're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. And so then I guess they're going to come back for the regular school board meeting and then the school board will decide whether they're going to continue that program yes. or not. So it's going to be one of those things where it's if, if your child is participating in this, it'd be great to give your feedback to the school board on yes. whether you liked it or didn't like it or how yeah. it impacted your, your student because it's a. Uh, it's something they're testing yes. and they're going to be looking for feedback on, I would, I would hope. Yeah. And I like, and again, I don't want it to seem like I'm opposed to the program as the program necessarily. It's just the kind of the, well, well the, the thing the that got me out. is that while they're, so when the student, after they're exposed, if their parents consent, then they come to school every day in a mask and they, if they get caught, they could, all the teachers will know that they've been exposed. <laughs> and if they get caught with their mask they pulled down, go so then they have to go home and stay home. And maybe kids are better than me. Like, I can't wear a mask and not be just like, oh my God. Like, I want to, I'm like touching it and it's like bothering me. And so maybe, maybe kids are better than I am, but I don't think I, so. I'll say this, my, my, my first grader, um, she wears a mask every day, all day. She's so so she's, actually his she, first grader is better than me. She's better than I am. I'm terrible at mask wearing too. I mean, I wear mine, um, but I, I well, but I have been it. vaccinated. Like, I, but yeah. like we've really impressed upon her the importance of it, uh, not in a scary kind of way, but to say like to keep yourself safe and others safe, like wear this, you know, and try to pay attention to it. Um, and her teacher was like, "Yeah, she wears it all the time." So that's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, my, my I, kids complain the entire time. I'm sure. Yeah, they're like we're vaccinated if, and we're not doing this. If I this. had a teenager that um, was vaccinated, I wouldn't really be all well, that concerned about it. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, yeah. So, so that's what's going on with Russell School District. Uh, Doctor Hesnick, uh, we appreciate you commenting. He says, "I wonder if it is availability of rapid tests or devices and machines at the school level, uh, because at ATU they announced that they have a new in-house rapid testing method." Uh, maybe so. Maybe they got a. Well, it says they're using the. It says they're using the. The Binax. Binax. Whatever it is. Um, Binax Laboratories Binax Now tests, mm -hmm. which I've seen those like at the pharmacy. So I mean, I don't think they're any kind of like super fancy. Gotcha. I mean, I don't. I could be the, wrong, but from what it looks like in that release is that it's just a regular rapid test mm -hmm. that's going to be administered by the nurse. Um, yeah. Which will be more work for the school nurse and also with headaches and tummy aches and uh, all the random and, other things. And all of the nurses are going to be exposed to COVID at some point. Yes. So that'll be great. Uh, um, but yeah. they're, they're probably all immune at this point anyway. <laughs> the uh, So other stuff going on. It's not just school board. We have quorum court stuff coming up this week. Yes. And uh, just an aside, uh, for those of you watching this on Facebook Live, please comment. Uh, and give us your opinion and discuss with us, argue with us if you want to. We'll talk back to you uh, or let us know what you think uh, about what we're talking about. 
Yes, quorum court. Uh, there's some some things that we've been complaining about for a long time. I'm so with excited with the quorum court in Pope County that are about to change. Uh, really, just one thing that's about to change. <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited about this. Like this is great news. I'm so pumped. The quorum court has announced. Um, Judge Cross announced that they will be live streaming their meetings beginning this Thursday. Yeah. And that you can get the the link on the PolkCountyAR.gov website. Um, I think it said they'll have a YouTube channel. Awesome. The, um, but yes, so those meetings will be live streamed, which means I can finally drink during the quorum court <laughs> I hope they didn't uh, pattern their equipment after the city's... The city's live streaming equipment. The city's upstairs live stream equipment's pretty good. Yeah, but it's also not like conducive to other forms of media. Like yeah. it's just like a YouTube. I'm just really excited that it's mm -hmm. actually happening. Yes. And um, because you know, like this is where things are going, and yeah. people are busy and they have a lot going on. Yeah. And like for me, I hardly ever will go to meetings in person unless I want to make a public comment. Mm -hmm. But I'll watch them yeah. at night after my kids go to bed. Yeah. Every week or every time, you know, every month, but I'll, I'll keep up with what's going on if it's available in that format because then I can like sit down and pour a glass of wine, be like, oh, and I can like watch it, make all the faces mm -hmm. that I make about it. I don't have to try to hide my facial expressions <laughs> like I do in a meeting uh, when I'm sitting there going, like, what the fuck is this? But I can just do that. And so, well, I mean, it's in every it. industry too, like the. You know, I Zoom call sales in my in industry and we, you know, like if we're uh, meeting with vendors or, or customers or anything like that, like you have to have some sort of uh, video conferencing uh, data or a bit like there are rooms that we have, uh, you know, in, in our property here that we're in t tonight, like there we have a whole room set up for video conferencing, like this is the 21st century, and for our government to be so far behind is infuriating. Well, they are catching up now. There we go. It's going to be like be 1998 here. <laughs> Can't wait. Best no. live stream I've ever I seen. I think they did. I think, they, yeah. I think they've done a good job from what I hear yeah. of getting it set up. And, you know, have some grace with them because it, totally. it, it does take some time to get adjusted to, to that stuff. Obviously. But, look at um, we, This is our first. Right. It's only taken. <laughs> it's our yeah. first week without Maddie that we had. Uh, have been able know. to make things happen. Um, and... And it's going to be a good meeting to watch because there are some really interesting um, ordinances yeah. being proposed, being considered this this week that um, I think folks are going to care about. Okay, let's get into it. the first one, especially because like I got some. Let's do it. I got some. I got some sass. I'm going to be the sass. Do it. I'm. I'm here for it. Okay, so uh, if you walk into the the Pope County Courthouse with a gun on your hip as a citizen. You gotta, you gotta leave. Yeah. But the Pope County Quorum Court wants to propose an ordinance that they, as Quorum Court members and county judge or whatever, other elected officials, yes, yeah. can walk in with a gun. Um, but like, like you, as a citizen, if you want to go to the meeting, you can't bring your gun in. And like, what's up with that? Like, fair is fair, you know. What what makes them any different? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, they're elected officials, but they're just yahoos that you talk to in Walmart, just like I am. Like, they're no different than the rest of us just because they got elected. Well, and so this would apply to all county, like a county employee 
Um, other than at the detention center, like that's so right. Well, so you can't go visit the jail, you right? Know, and that. even the employees, like unless they're yeah. you know a uh, licensed uh, yeah, officer, officer that, yeah. yeah. But they um, and you have a concealed carry license. Mm-hmm. You would be able to carry the gun you're licensed to carry under, yeah. under you know the, the concealed carry permit to um, into the building, into the space where you work. You have to keep it on you or keep it secured, um, but. Yeah, and that's that's any county employee. So if you're, you know, a tax collector, you can. Which listen, maybe some of the tax collectors are feeling threatened. I don't blame them. You I know? just I just see a future episode of Weird Arkansas History on Sass and the Beard podcast. Like, yeah, oh yeah, it's upcoming. Like we well, already talked about somebody getting murdered in the state, you know, some, legislature. Okay, okay, some weird context to this <laughs> is actually the legislator who passed this law um, was Linda Collin Smith, who was then later. Uh, murdered by one of her campaign workers and yeah. so um you know i uh, i just don't know if this is the best idea we've ever had but you know i know right now we're experiencing just kind of an unprecedented level i think of this like political culture war even at the local level yes yes um, it's a whole situation where national and state politics are creeping down into like like partisanship the partisan politics are creeping into local and like I, you have a right to own a gun. The Second Amendment gives you that. There's we don't question that. I don't. I don't want to take your guns. I don't want your guns to be taken from you. Uh, but also, this we're not in Tombstone, like Chris Helsing. Is this Tombstone 1895? Like it's not the Wild Wild West. Like what are we gonna do if somebody starts yelling at a quorum court member and they just pull out their gun and just like you know there's that like. Not saying that they would, but they would have opportunity to. Like, and they're, <laughs> and they don't have to be I crazy mean, to go into. Could a you bit imagine? Of could you imagine during some of the casino <clears throat> drama that was going on oh a couple of years gosh. ago? Oh my gosh! Yes. Have like just packed people crowds in there, in there like yelling at them, telling like, them they were horrible. Or like the stuff. school board member, like that went off on a recent uh, person from the community at the school board meeting saying. Because they added something late to their agenda, it looked like they were being facetious. And the school board member just like chewed them out. Was this Russellville? Yeah. In, oh, a re- in like a couple of months ago. It was because there was a lot of drama around. Like people were upset and frustrated. But like, it, what What if he'd had a gun in his, in his pocket? You know, like I just. Listen, Trent Garner came busting up in the old yes! courtroom oh like, my the, gosh. like the Kool Aid man. <laughs> And if he hadn't been in his gym court, he probably would have been. Packing. Yeah. So that's going to be on the agenda. If you have strong feelings about it, either way, it's going to be on the agenda. Um, There's also, because God, I mean, why couldn't, why wouldn't there be? Every, yeah. A casino ordinance. Another, the C word. Another (laughs) casino ordinance to do an election, a special election, to. Say that the county judge can't issue a letter of support without the endorsement of this special election. Which is already we've already issued Oh my gosh. There's there's a medical marijuana place in town already. There's a like we we cannot make make marijuana illegal again. It's already illegal. Like recreational use. Right, like they like, can't take back the He's already sent a letter of support. Why is our local government spending money beating a dead horse? Because if we went a month without doing something unconstitutional, we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. 
I'm just saying. It's great. It's great. So that is back. If you want to discuss it again um, with your homework, <laughs> remember they're going to spend some more time on that. Um, even though we already know that state law will trump federal or trump that local law, like whatever they want to put out is not going to supersede what's already right. Been what good passed. is it going to do to tell the judge? Like the Constitution says that the judge can do this, and and he's already like the quorum court previously did this with the judge previously the previous judge did this with like that's the whole point of why we don't have a casino so how is he gonna issue another letter of oh my gosh oh. anyway so there's another change that, that that's actually i feel like that, that ship has sailed you just chris just keeps saying that ship has sailed uh there is another change which i think we had talked about this previously Something good that may come of, and those of you listening or watching may not think it's good, but we, have, we feel mixed, like it's a, I think it's a yeah. mixed bag. Yeah. I have, a, I have mixed feelings. So there's a, there's going to be a change in an ordinance related to nepotism. So like right now, if you're a quorum court member and your cousin, like second sanguinary, like the... Is it cousin? Would that be? The, I don't know if cousin would, but but brother-in-law. Close family. Yeah. yeah. Let's say your brother-in-law wants a street department job, and you're a quorum court member. Like right now, he can't get one. Right. Theoretically, you're not supposed right. to. They're not supposed to hire family members yes. of anybody who's an elected official. Mm. Um. You know, and so they're looking at an amendment that would change that, and would allow them to hire people who are not. Um directly under their supervision yes. so which there's a part of that to me that makes sense like the say, city has the same rule right too. let's say yeah. that you're the city or the county tax collector and your brother-in-law wants to work at the county detention center well right now and he's like, got all the requirements yeah so. and you're not you never even yeah. cross paths in those jobs yeah. like i can understand why that is something that but he can't be an assessor right he can yeah. come work in that office mm, yeah but it does also, you know, uh, it is the I kind agree. of thing where it opens some mm. doors to potential bad behavior if if somebody wanted to to yes. do that. If somebody was yeah. trying to, you know, get their family member um, a job that they weren't qualified for, it does sort of open the door to that a little bit. Um, if there was a large um, application process and there was this person who was very highly qualified and this person who was mildly qualified but was brother-in-law to the tax collector. Well, and um, I think of it more as like, you know, you may be, like say, like the JPs, like they aren't, they aren't a direct supervisor right, to any to employees. Anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but they are, they hold the purse strings, mm -hmm. they're very involved yeah. and yeah. they have a lot of influence. And, and if so, son or brother or whatever wanted a job, you know, they might could put pressure on i agree and so i think it's something yeah mm -hmm. that's it's not necessarily like oh my gosh they're definitely out here doing something shady but it is something i think to keep an eye on because it's not a typical um it's not it's, it's a new change to a policy that has historically been abused in politics not necessarily by the court and court but just yeah. in, in politics um nepotism is a huge problem and so and this is a this is a a change that happened as you know, like like we were talking about, the city has this specific 
uh, same. Like you can't be a direct supervisor employee, mm -hmm. uh, even in different departments. So like the city um, department can't like hire their children mm -hmm. to work with them. Um, so it can be, a, it, well, that's not always true, Trinity. Like I agree to an extent, as she said, if it can be abused, someone will. Um, that's probably true, but yeah. I also know that we are short-staffed in some yes, well, that's a, Yes, that was, I see, and, was, yeah. And, you know, the county has a big, like, across the entire body of employees for all the different departments. I, I can see the good and the bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't necessarily think that it's automatically a terrible problem. Well, but... I, I don't know if they made the change because there's someone specific they want to hire. That that would be the difference, in my opinion. But the good thing is, we'll get to find out Thursday night. At the meeting. Yeah. From the live stream. I'm so excited. Um, tonight, the city council had their agenda prep. Oh, yes. Which their meeting's not till next, next week. Next Thursday. And we're going to talk about it again. The sanctuary city for the unborn because a city council member is running for state office and he wants to use his platform as a city council member as a political campaign tool. campaign tool. So if you're opposed to that, send them an email. Uh, yes, Rick Harrell has again uh, presented the Sanctuary well, City for the Unborn Ordinance uh, because it was tabled at, the, at last month's meeting and we're going to bring it back again. Um, campaign tool. Yes, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Maddie's here. Right? <laughs> it's like he's here, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, I think we discussed it if they tabled something three times. On the fourth, they either have to read it or it goes or away. Or it goes away. This would be, if they table it second. again, this would be the second time. Um, so maybe that'll happen again. Um, but definitely continue to let your council member know whether you are for or against this. I mean, like, I don't just be against it because obviously I'm against it. But uh, I just think it's a bad way for the city to conduct their business in and again this hyper partisan world because if this was a a more liberal leaning city council member wanting to spend city money wanting to make rental properties safer <gasps> or Sorry. to say we're a sanctuary city for illegals like or whatever issue on the left you want to throw in there, like people would be losing their mind, like going nuts over it. Uh, and I'm just saying we shouldn't be spending city money on right wing or left wing political stunts. Yeah. Because that's what this is. It's, yeah, it's a, it doesn't it's, change anything. Yeah. Um, so the state <laughs> level. Wait, before we, let me segue with, please share this video. Uh, we have a podcast uh, on all of the popular podcasting platforms, and uh, we have a Patreon and a um, website, beardsass.com. Yes. Yeah. So check us out on those platforms. Uh, Kristen, the state government. Oh, that's been my week. Um, since last Wednesday, it's been um, tuning into the legislature, watching committee meetings, um, and it has been 
a shit show. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it was supposed to be three days. It was supposed to be three days. Yeah. Okay. They, well, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. They um, were supposed to be just going back for redistricting. Like, mm-hmm. that was kind of the agreement. And, um, but as Senator Bob Ballinger said um, at the uh, there's a real the campaign recess, tool. There's a tool. The um, he said this, and it's it stuck with me because it made my skin crawl. But basically, he said, um, with all due respect, eighteen legislators can do whatever they want. Eighteen they, senators majority, can do whatever they want. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if they have a super majority, if they yeah. have a two thirds majority, they can suspend the rules and, and do whatever and do whatever they want. Do literally, so, whatever they want. Yep. And so they have filed a bunch of COVID related bills. Um, and I tell you, it's been kind of one of the saddest things to watch because. They filed all these like COVID bills around like vaccine mandates and, um, you know, under the guise that it was going to be to pr- protect people who don't want to get a vaccine and may be um, at risk of losing their job because of that. Right. But as if you really watched a lot of the debate, which most people don't have time for because it's in the middle of the day, you know, right. um, and they spend hours yelling at each other is... You know, they talked about that they can't use federal funds to pay out unemployment unemploy- benefits. Right, because the federal government says if your employer has more than 100 employees, you, they have to get the vaccine. Yeah, and yeah. so at this point, they haven't actually passed anything related right. to the COVID bills that, that's in any way um, going to be effective to help people that may be in that position. Um, and, but they just, I mean, they just like fought and been insane down there um, and just so hateful to each other. Has anybody pulled a knife? Um, no, not yet. Check out our weird Arkansas history podcast uh, via Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, weird Arkansas history episode one. You can find out about the time <clears throat> somebody did pull somebody a knife. Somebody did pull a knife in the state legislature. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm ready to. You're like, Chris is like, I'll do it. I got point. it. I do it. <laughs> uh, I'm so tired of listening to them fight. And and they're doing all these like procedural games where like like today they tried to a bill didn't make it out of committee um, for redistricting and it um, so they tried to extract it. From committee, which means eighteen senators could vote to pull it out of committee without, uh, even though and the they could just vote on it, and they could just yeah. bring it to, straight to the mm-hmm. floor. Um, and so it got eighteen votes, and then somebody had them sound the ballot, which means that they were checking to make sure everybody who voted was actually in the, in room, the room, and one of them wasn't in the room. Mm. So it was seventeen. They failed to to pull it out of committee. So then they took like a three hour recess, went amended the bill, had another committee meeting, and brought it back again this afternoon. And so this bill looks like it's probably the one that's going to advance um, from the Senate side, at least around redistricting. The House hasn't finalized theirs yet on what they're looking at advancing. And then they'll go back and forth about this probably for another, at least another week. I figure we'll be here till mid to late next week. Yeah. Um, and it's looking like Polk County is going to get moved to the 4th Congressional District. <sighs> Senator Davis had been working on moving us to the 2nd, which I think made more sense um just from a geographic standpoint mm -hmm. especially and um but it's looking like y'all coming to yell county coming over with yell county to the fourth um the second congressional district that we're in now that polk county's in now um is congressman steve womack and and um that includes northwest arkansas which has grown tremendously and so you know they have to shed 
some people. Um, so Polk County is definitely one that's looking like it's going to get was going to get moved no matter what, just because it's kind of out on the edge there. But if we just had that casino, they wouldn't want to move us around. But so <laughs> this would change um, the congressman for Polk County to Bruce Westerman. And um, it would put you in with a much bigger congressional district, geographically sized. Yeah. Um, it's almost all of South Arkansas. It's basically from Polk County all Southwest the way to, Arkansas. This, to yeah. the south. Mm, the southwest um, corner. Yeah. And so um, that someday will happen because that's what they're supposed to actually be there for is redistricting. But then... After that, they're going to come back again. Awesome. To do tax cuts for rich people. Yay. For all of our rich people viewers. <laughs> yes. If you there are might in the, be one or two. If you're in the top in our, 5% in our, of earners you know, in Arkansas, three to $400,000 a year viewers, we appreciate you. Uh, if you want to sponsor the show, please see our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, but you did just get a tax cut. Yes. Last year. Mm -hmm. uh, so. And looking very likely to get another one. Sure. Um, the, uh, this morning, the Revenue and Tax Committee met and had a presentation from a consultant they'd hired to do an evaluation on what the tax plan would cost um, and, and how it would impact uh, Arkansas. And basically, they were saying that um, over... 10 years, it'll take about $2.65 billion out of the um, general fund for the state, out of their revenue, uh, about $2.65 million a year, billion over 10 Total, years. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I thought was really interesting in their presentation was they talked about that people who make less than $80,000 are incredibly more likely to spend their money in their local economy yeah. quickly. Um, well, yeah, that's the, why they give you stimulus. It's, right. It's anything to do with giving you money that but you that might need. people who make more than that, who would be the biggest beneficiaries from the proposed tax cuts, they're more likely to either save their save that money or spend it out of state. This, I mean, the fact and, that we still, like, have to have these, like, this is basic economics. Like, not basic economics. It's, like, moderate-level economics, like, 2,000-level economics. Like, if you're a sophomore economist student, this is what you learn, is that if you want the economy to grow, you make sure people that spend the money have the money and or have, have expendable money So because they're going to spend it regardless. And, like, I just, we... Anyway, it's going to be important though for people. My socialism to, is showing. It's going to be important for people to have a voice around this, even though it's an yes. intimidating topic. Because yeah. one of the reasons they're even considering a tax cut for anybody less than eighty thousand, the only reason they're even thinking about including that is because they know that only giving it to the top right is going to be look is really, be bad. really yeah. unpopular. Yeah, um, and so if nobody speaks up, like that tax cut could easily go away. So if you care about you know, as a, if you're a working middle-class person um, and you'd like a tax break also, it'd be a great idea right. to Senator call, Davis. Yeah, call yeah. your legislator and let them know. <clears throat> and Joe um, Cloud. Uh, if, they can spend that money at the Vogue County Yeah, Vogue County Casino. Chris, Chris he's like, he, says, he says, what is this, legislative Groundhog Day? Because oh. the quorum court, the city council, and the state legislature all are redoing bills that, uh, you know, suck. And... <laughs> 
I'm I don't really know like the redistricting thing it's so difficult to have not an opinion obviously like I have an opinion about it but to just be like what is what is the difference you know to have a, a, a knowledgeable opinion as to what the difference would be between staying in the Northwest Arkansas district which is AR3 right now yeah yeah, yeah. or moving to AR2 which is where uh, Senator Davis had mentioned which is that central Arkansas mm -hmm. district um, which kind of fits us there or this AR4 which is sort of the southwestern district like what is the difference for us as Polk County in the sense of like do we have more or less political power well, obviously we don't have that much political power anyway or they wouldn't be thinking about moving us um will we will our votes percentage wise count more or less when it comes to issues like statewide or um things like that um so, because it brought in as a whole with the with the district so yeah so you know we we will be a part of a district that contains a lot more counties right. um so there are more counties but part of the purpose of redistricting is to make sure that the populations are equal yes and so so there should not be any major dilution of like voting power because ideally you're supposed to be creating this equitable you know i don't know but that northwest arkansas corner of the state is very influential regardless of the number of votes that they are allowed you know what i mean just being in that block and i'm thinking from like a economic development standpoint you know from a, a growth as a community standpoint if you're in that northwest arkansas area um and which we tend to consider ourselves the river valley area to kind of be in that northwest arkansas like geographically but we also had that political feel with it too and so now we're moving to a different district yes our votes statistically matter but do they have the same weight of the economic influence the the I think Gener that, general political influence that comes with growth in the economy. I think we're going to have, I think for Pope County, it's a bit of a loss to go to the fourth district, mostly because Steve Womack, you know, is from here. Yeah. He's, he's invested in, in Russellville, especially. Yeah. Um, wasn't he mayor at one point yeah. or something? And, and so we lose that a bit because we won't have him as a, as a congressman. Um, whereas, Bruce Westerman is literally the only congressman we have that I've never met or seen. Yeah. I've never seen him at anything. I've never, like, I don't think he's, I think he's probably our least effective federal delegate. Um, and so it is a little frustrating. And he's not invested in that area yeah. of the... Um, like he's not going to be driving up here anytime soon. I think it'd be unlikely unless the chamber really goes after him or something yeah. to, to get involved. Well, and speaking and maybe of they will, but. Womack, I mean, we... We recently worked a lot with the Arkansas Historic Preservation um, Group that lobbies state and federal um, legislature for uh, continuing to provide either tax credits or grants or things for small businesses and uh, homeowners in historic districts. And so that you can 
increase economic development in your community by providing money, and the government will also help you with that. Mm-hmm. And Congressman Womack came, and he sat through like this hour and a half long presentation of our property, and because we were, uh, and it hugely helped not only our business but the community. We were like we paid a ton of people to do the project, so like we were able to have an effect on our state and federal government uh, to communicate to them needs. And I get like, that's their job. And I'm hoping that if we are put in that congressional district, we will have the same ability. Not me, but we as a yeah. general uh, the community. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see. I, I, to me, it's probably the worst, the worst outcome for Pope County would be to put in the, be put in the fourth. Um, you know, and, and it's hard because there's 135 legislators down there. Yeah. None of them wanted to see their districts change. Right. And, but Northwest Arkansas has to shed some, some people, like a lot of people. Yeah. And like 90,000 people. And props and to Senator Davis for working really hard. She has worked really us. hard on it. Um, the one thing that really sucks is in the math that they're looking at and um, that's looking most likely is the, um, the, Pulaski, Pulaski County, County. Yeah, yeah, will be split. Pulaski County will be split into three different congressional districts. That's crazy. To split one county into three. West Little Rock, North Little Rock, like you, you can already. I can already guarantee you where it's going to be split. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it's going to be um, an interesting thing to see. We haven't even got to see state legislative maps yet, which will be a whole other thing because then you could end up with like, um, you know, say Senator Davis is your state senator but then you could have your like her district could be split between multiple congressional districts this would put um the the judicial district uh for the fifth judicial district which is pope johnson and franklin um will be split between two different congressional districts this way um it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this impacts people going forward um yeah. Oh, Chris has some good comments. Yeah, Chris there's going to be there's going to be lawsuits, lawsuits, lawsuits. Hey, uh, you know, maybe they should have listened to you, Chris, on the front end and had an independent uh, organization do this uh, non gerrymandering. Um. Well, we didn't get that on the ballot, so <laughs> we'll have to bring it back again um, for ten years from now. No, you can. We can do interim redistricting. Okay. If we, if we do it through a ballot initiative. Okay. All right. That's an option. There's people looking at it. Now it's a party. Yeah. I think that um, Jim Senator Jim Hendren, who started an independent uh, party called Common Ground. Common Ground, yeah. He, I think, has been considering that as a possibility. I haven't talked to him, but I've, I've heard rumors yeah. that maybe he's thinking about throwing that in. So cool. that would be pretty interesting to see. Um, he's a he's a great legislator. Yes. Um, so anyways, we've talked a lot. Hey, it's was we had a lot to talk about. We, we did, and it was fun. Yes. And Chris needs to just be here with us yeah well i mean he, he's on fire tonight. he was a great fill-in while you were gone he what? was nowhere like i love you chris but you're not christian uh and that's okay you be you his uh, life's probably really great but you're, you're you're not the sass um <laughs> 
so thank you all so much for watching our show or listening to our podcast or just being a part of our uh, group on Facebook or any of our other social media and website. We hope that you share this video with your friends and let them know what's going on locally uh, about politics and other fun things. And we will see you guys next week.